Hi, I'm Jason Mefford, a recovering CPA and edutainer. And I'm Brad Miller, lawyer and coach, and we are walking a spiritual path. Many professionals are searching for something greater than themselves. Through this podcast, we are exploring what it means to be a spiritual professional in an analytical, evidence-based world. So whether you're into yoga, meditation, crystals, or are merely curious about what else is out there, join us as we discuss our journeys and break the stigma around professionals who woo and the myths around what it means to be spiritual. Hey, everybody. I'm Jason Mefford, and I'm here with Brad Miller. And we're talking about walking a spiritual path. Only from the title today, you might be thinking, hold it, this is more like a Jamming with Jason podcast. Because it's titled The yeah. Dark Side of the Moon, right? Dark Side of the Moon, great, uh, great song, uh, mm-hmm. or great album, and great song. Uh, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about that today. And Brad, you kind of brought it up, because again, I think, I think some people looking at it would be like, why are we going to be talking about this? What is, what, 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 what's going on here? How does this have to do with anything <laughs> spiritual related? So yeah, let's, let's so, kind of cue them in and then we can have our discussion. Yeah. So we're, we'll start by saying we're not talking about the song. Like if, you know, um, again, that's Jam with Jason episode. It's a different podcast. So <laughs> um, if you want to hear about that, um, you know, I'm sure Jason can can deal with that on a different uh, different time. But um, today, the the idea is that I know a lot of topics we've talked about through the different podcast episodes, and I think this is something like episode 40 already. Um, but we talk a lot about you know recognizing signals, signs, using your intuition, um, you know, being able to expand and grow and evolve, and all these other great things, um, and if you are, you know, I'm guessing if you listen to this episode, if this podcast, you probably are also listen to other, maybe other podcasts dealing with spirituality or look at other things online, or, you know, you're just kind of in that world. And so you probably hear a lot of people saying all these great things and how you need to do the love and light and, and all this other stuff. But one thing that doesn't get really talked about a lot, but I think is actually probably more important than all this other stuff is kind of the dark, stuff the dark side of things the working on the stuff the shadow work working inside you um to help you grow and evolve like it's just not you know snap your fingers and all of a sudden oh look i'm evolved now i'm, I'm you know i've i'm enlightened <laughs> i'm enlightened you know that's not how it works you got to work through your shit and so yeah. i figured that'd be important something we could talk about today is about the fact you got to walk work through your shit all the dark stuff inside you uh it's important um yeah. that you go through it well, and there's, you know, I'm kind of excited to see where this is going to go today, too, because there's light and there's dark, mm-hmm. right? And again, so when everybody, when we're talking about dark, we're not talking necessarily about dark magic. We might go there a little bit, but we're not talking about like embracing dark magic and going there. But the fact that there is light and there is dark as well in the world, and and, and you can't be so naive to believe that there isn't darkness out there as well, but darkness also helps you in your light evolvement, right? So, so one thing that I was that I was told or taught, you know, as well is that we can truly see in the darkness, and that seems a little counterintuitive, right? Because the way our three D eyes work is we require 
light and the reflection of that light to be able to physically see, right? But but because of that, we're blinded by what is not bright and we can't see in the shadows sometimes, right? And I'm talking about shadow work, but I'm talking about other shadows too, okay? For people that are like to read between the lines on this, right? And, and we might go there, we might not, who knows, right? But what's interesting is, is in, and again, you might say, oh, you guys are just full of it, right? But I will tell you that there have been times when I have closed my eyes at night. So I have a little routine that I go through at night when I lay down to go to sleep. And usually it's dark, right? I mean, sometimes I have a candle or a nightlight going, so it's still a little bit light. I mean, it's not complete pitch darkness, right? right? But there have been times when I close my eyes to go to sleep or maybe close my eyes when I'm meditating and it's brighter when I have my eyes closed than when my eyes are open. Right. In fact, I remember one specific time and, and this isn't just me because I've, I've shared this with other friends and they're like, oh, yeah, that happens to me, too. Right. Where I, I it was dark in the room. I closed my eyes to relax and go to sleep. And I'm like, did I forget to turn off a light? Because it sure is bright in here. And then I'm like, hold it. My eyes are closed. What? <laughs> OK. Um, and so, you know, again, there there is a benefit in looking or seeing in the darkness, because that's when a lot of times you see things that you can't see with your 3D eyes. And so that's one reason why a lot of people, when they meditate, they'll actually close their eyes, right? Not just for the, to reduce the physical stimulation, um, but it's amazing when you start peering into the darkness, what you can actually see. Can't see, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to be afraid of it, right? I mean, so again, here's one of these indoctrinations. We're taught to be afraid of the dark. As a little right. kid, how many creepiness in the dark, the monsters how many, in the dark. Yeah, how many yeah. how many kids are afraid of the dark, right? There's monsters, there's other stuff going on. You don't need to fear the dark, right? Um, in fact, like you said, if if we're not actually going there, then we can't uh evolve as much as we could because mm -hmm. Whether we want to believe it or not, there's darkness in all of us. There's shadows in all of us. There are things that we haven't uh, dealt with, maybe that have been suppressed. And a lot of times you, you've heard about like the onion, or there's an analogy of an onion, right? You peel one layer, there's another layer. You got to keep peeling until you get down um, to where it, it really has to be. Um, but if you're not willing to look, at some of those things. And again, the shadow, uh, I think Jung used that from a psychology perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and other people, I was trying to remember if there's some other terms too, but the kind of the shadow self that we do have to deal with and, and work on as well uh, to be able to kind of cleanse out that darkness, if you will, so that more light can fill us. Because if we don't get rid of the dark spots, there's no space for additional light. Yeah. And I haven't brushed up on my Jung lately, but um, I think when he's talking about kind of the dark 
the shadow stuff is like the repressed things uh-huh. that we have in there, things from from childhood or you know things in life that we're trying to forget. Those emotions that we allow to to push down, we don't express because for whatever reason we don't feel like we can or whatever, and we just kind of hide them down and all that kind of stuff that needs to be brought to the light. So, mm-hmm. like you said, you've got room for more good stuff in there. Well, and it's an important thing too, right? I mean, again, the analogy of the cup, right? If your cup runneth over, then you have more no no more room for stuff in your cup. And part of our cup, if you will, our our light being, our soul, or whatever you want to call it, part of that is has some darkness in it that needs to be cleared out. Now that could be from this life, it could be from previous lives. All right. Um, but you can't make more room. You can't make room for more light without getting rid of some of the dark. And so you, you've got to get rid of the dark and you've got to replace with the light. Right. Because just getting rid of the darkness <clears throat> adds a void. And so if you don't replace the void with light and with something that you want to put in there, then it just allows things to come back in more darkness comes back more darkness in, yeah. to come back in or that same thing maybe pops up again for you right mm-hmm. so maybe we should talk a little bit about you know because some some people might be saying well you guys are talking about darkness but what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean right and i know so uh, brad i know you that you know this topic kind of came up for you because you've seen like mm-hmm. three different things kind of related to this shadow work so maybe yeah. Maybe we should kind of share with people what this actually looks like or what some examples of this are so they can start thinking about, uh, you know, what to do. So, yeah. Um, so, like I said, this is something that came up this week to me in a couple different um, instances where I have was reading about things and, and the idea of the concept of shadow work, of working on yourself kind of popped up. Um, looking through some Instagram posts and things like that. And and generally my Instagram posts, things that I look through are very positive. They're pretty pictures. And I mean, there's, you know, maybe some motivational kind of stuff and, and you know, things like that. Um, but some, you know, the idea a couple of times, actually people mentioned the idea of shadow work, about working on yourself, about kind of getting in and, and dealing with the darkness. Um, and then this morning, um, I know we've talked about this before, but every morning I pick an animal card from animal medicine. And today's card was the Black Panther. Um, and the Black Panther um, talks about or goes towards the darkness inside you and facing that, um, embracing that darkness so that you can work through it um, and and kind of process it. Um, I know we talked about um, the idea of transmuting things like that. Um, be able to move it into that that light. Um, and so those are things that for me are coming up. And I, I might have to disappoint Jason a little bit because I don't necessarily have any uh, examples off the top of my head because this is something that is, again, is just coming to me here. Um, yeah. Things I need to figure out what I need to work on. Um, I'm not sure yet what that's going to look like. Um, but well, let's talk about there. it. Let's talk about it, right? Okay. Back on the chair I- and... Yeah, I, no. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Yun, right? Yeah, Brad, would you lie in on the couch, please? Let's have a little session here. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are there are a few different 
places that we can go with this, but I'll try to make it really simple for people is um, David R. Hawkins came up with, or he kind of documented based on some work that he did uh, kind of the, the, the scale of consciousness. Okay. And, and so really in there, there's certain emotions that when we feel are kind of at a certain Hertz frequency, if you will. Okay. And so when, when, when we say things like low vibration emotions, high vibration emotions, that's what we're talking about, right? Shame would be an example of a low vibration, low frequency uh, emotion. Love is a high one, right? And on that scale of consciousness, it's, it's kind of a zero to 1,000 on the scale. And really kind of everything b- below courage so courage is, I think, at 200, um, somewhere somewhere in that range. All of the emotions below courage can be defined as low vibrational or maybe, again, good, bad. Those are tough terms to use, but but we, we might say they're bad, right? So Negative, things like, something like that, shame, yeah. guilt, fear, some of those things, right? Anger, okay. yeah. Anger. But once you get to the courage level, you know, kind of courage or another one is, is kind of a boredom, right? Where you're kind of apathetic, you're in the you're in the middle, you're not feeling one way or the other about it. But once you get up to that to that level, now all of a sudden it starts, you know, be, becoming beneficial for you. Okay. And again, not that those lower emotions don't benefit us in some way. Believe me, they're secondary gain for a lot of them. That's why people get mm-hmm. stuck in their shit down there right but one way to think about facing the darkness is looking at it from an emotion perspective right because a lot of times the shadows that we feel or that we have are repressed emotions that we keep pushing down Mm -hmm. and so as an example if 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 i if i have a bunch of shame or i have a bunch of anger or I have a bunch of fear that I'm shoving down in my body, right? And I'm not dealing with it. I'm just shoving it down. That's taking up valuable real estate, right? And so what we've got to do is kind of evict those things out of our life so that we can make room for these higher vibration uh, uh, emotions, love, Mm -hmm. peace, joy enlightenment right these these kinds of things that we need to make room for so so on one very simplistic level we can think about it that way so like you said black panther facing the darkness right is you know a lot of times we are held back because of these repressed lower emotions Mm -hmm. and so part of facing it is identifying it, asking yourself questions about it, and releasing it, letting go, uh, and no longer holding to that, kind of cutting those things out of our identity, right? Mm-hmm. So so again, you can think about, because usually these things, um, and, and you, and you kind of ask questions. I'm actually reading one of David Hawkins' books right now, too. Um, it's Letting Go. It's a great book. 
um, where he kind of talks about this, but I'll just kind of give you some, some guidelines maybe for kind of thinking about it from an emotion perspective and how you can deal with it, right? Is, well, maybe what comes up is something happens and I feel ashamed, right? Because typically what happens, there's some trigger that goes on and, and what it does is it kind of activates or pops up one of these repressed things, right? And so something happens and all of a sudden I feel ashamed. And so now I can start asking myself questions like, well, why do I feel ashamed, right? And you can start asking your questions about it, right? Of, well, what's, what's causing that? Or why, why do I feel ashamed? Oh, well, because when I was little, this and this and this happened and somebody in my life, you know, again, some authority figure, parents, uh, teachers, religious leaders, whatever, somebody probably at some point, and I, and I know they did in my life, right? They were well-meaning, but certain people like to shame you, right? And again, their thought is, well, I'm trying to make you feel bad about yourself so you'll do better. You'll do right, so better. Change. Yeah, so, so you don't want to change, that again. Right? Yeah. So, so I, I know that, that a lot of people who do that or the type of people that shame people, a lot of times they have a good intention. Now, other times they don't have a good intention and they just want to control you and make you feel like a piece of shit and, and control you and, and lord over you, right? And, that, and that again, but regardless, we don't need to feel shame, Right. And so, you know, again, as you start looking at that and seeing that maybe certain uh, experiences will pop up. Now, what you have to do is you have to change that feeling that you had around shame to something else. Right. So, again, I'm just I'm making this stuff up. OK, I'm making it up. It's all for explanatory purposes. But let's say that maybe something happened in my life and, and, and a, an experience came up with a teacher in grade school. And maybe that grade school teacher made me feel ashamed or they did something that made me feel like, oh, I'm not a good boy. I didn't do as good as I could. I'm ashamed of what I did. Right. And shame goes back a lot of times to sins, too, from a religious standpoint. Right. Like. Yep. You know, oh, oh, sinner, sinner, sinner. Oh, I'm so ashamed, you know, for that, right? Um, and I'll have this popped in. So here we go. More information than y'all probably wanted to know. Uh, but, you know, growing up in the religious uh, tradition that I did, masturbation, that's a sin, right? You're only supposed to have sex with people that you're married to, right? Well, masturbation is a normal thing. I mean, I'm sorry, but we're all human. Anybody, I, I would I would place a lot of money on on this that everyone in the world has masturbated, right? Some at of some us point, do yeah. at some point in your life, everybody has masturbated, right? <clears throat> um, you know, some more than others, but again, regardless and, and no judgment, because no yeah. again, masturbation is it's a normal thing. Right. But I was taught that it was a sin. And so every time as a horny little teenager, I would masturbate. I would feel like I am worthless. 
I can't believe that I can't control that and I'm sinning and blah, 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 right? Well, that's absolutely not true, right? It's a normal human function. It's pleasurable. Uh, now, obviously, if if I'm just, you know, wanking off, you know, 20 times a day, that's an addiction and, and it's not a good thing, right? And probably painful too, if I guess. But- <laughs> 20, to 20 times a day to probably be painful, right? Yeah. So, so, so I guess I, I was going from a fake thing that I was going to make up to a real one. Here you go. Welcome to the That'll podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Okay. So, so, and for most of my life, right. I was, I was taught that. And every time that I, that I would masturbate, I would feel bad about it. I'd feel ashamed. Right. Mm-hmm. But that was a darkness. That was a shadow and that was an indoctrination that was absolutely not true, right? And so what I had to do was actually look at it like the Black Panther tells you to do, right? And say, mm-hmm. well, is what my parents and what my religious leaders told me, is that really true? No, it's not, right? Masturbation is normal. Uh, it's pleasurable, <laughs> There's nothing about it that makes anyone a freak if they do it, right? If they do it, if they don't do it, it doesn't matter, right? So I had to start kind of facing that and 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 training myself to twist it in another way, right? Now, you know, again, it depends on how, how far down this you want to go, but you could also do things like, you know, I remember my, my mother my sex education in our house was here's a book, go read it kind of a thing. (laughs) And so I remember my mom got this book and she went through and read it first. And of course she read it. She underlined, she wrote things in the margin. And, and I remember this and it's relevant to the story. This is what we're talking about because when I get to this one point, and and he says something about masturbation. He says, you know, a lot of younger people like to do it. It kind of mimics what lovemaking is like from a feeling perspective. Uh, yeah, no kidding, right? Because when you orgasm, hey, that's what it feels like when you have sex too. Um, <clears throat> and I remember she'd underlined a bunch of stuff. And then in the margins wrote something like masturbation is a sin. You should never do this or something like that. Okay. Now, I could sit there and I could be mad at my mom for doing that. I can't believe I could point fingers at her, but I know my mother's intention was good. Mm-hmm. Right? She was not trying to shame me. Uh, I don't know if she knew I did or not. She probably did. Every parent knows when their kid's masturbating, right? But um, why, is the, why is your bedroom door closed? Like, <laughs> why is your bedroom door closed? Right. right yeah. Why are you spending so long in the bathroom? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but so instead, right. I mean, I could, I could harbor not just feelings of shame, but I could harbor resentment, you know, some other negative emotions towards my mother. Like, I can't believe that you made me feel that way. Well, first off, she didn't make me feel that way. Right. She just said something. I chose how I was going to take it. I chose to feel ashamed. So I have to take responsibility for that. Right. But on the flip side, too, instead of feeling anything like that for my mother, I can replace that and say, you know what? I am so grateful that I had a mother who cared so much for me 
that she took the time to read the book. She took the time to go through and mark in the margins and, and tell me to the best of her ability, what she felt was right. Mm -hmm. Now that's a totally different space, right? Yep. And that replaces maybe any, um, any, any judgment, any, any, whatever that I might've felt towards my mother from doing that. Uh, and the same thing for me from a shame perspective, right? Is just like, well, no, I'm grateful that I have a body that actually works, right? Mm -hmm. That when I masturbate, it actually feels good and everything works down there, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's a funny thing, funny thing, right? Because, <laughs> okay, now I guess I got to share with everybody, right? Because it's so funny. But again, growing up in the tradition that I did, right, we'd have to go see the, the clergy leaders and we'd have to confess our sins and things like that, right? And I remember this one bishop, because that was in the Mormon faith, kind of what, what, what uh, the preacher, the head of, head of your local area is called, right? And so... I remember one time he told us this funny thing. He said, you know, you have to really be careful about the way you ask questions, you know, when you're doing stuff. Because he says, you know, uh, you know, some people might ask, do you have a problem with masturbation? Right. Meaning, are you masturbating? Right. Do you need to confess about masturbating? He said, the problem with that question is, you know, the answer is, nope, works just fine. <laughs> <laughs> works fine every time <laughs> i don't have a problem with it <laughs> so it, but anyway right i mean and, and so that's a shadow area that i had to work on right because for most of my you know all my teenage years most of my adult life i was still kind of taught you know like well you're married now so you you don't have a need to masturbate you should only have sexual relations with your with your wife right but Hey, I, I lived in, you know, periods of sexless marriage, right? And it's like, uh, I'm a human, right? I need, I need to clean out the pipes every so often. And, um, and doing that, right, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing to feel ashamed of. It's not a sin, right? And so now that I face that shadow and I've, I've worked on it again, there's probably more layers to it, but at least I've knocked off some of the, the top layers of it. And so now when I share that story, like about my mom with the book, there's no emotion associated with it. There's no feelings of shame. Hell, I'm talking about masturbation on this podcast right now, right? <laughs> you know, years ago, I would have never even told people that I, that I did that thing, right? Because that's just dirty right? Was what I was taught. But so you can see that, you know, again, even going through that, it's re removing some of the darkness, it's facing a shadow, it's allowing more light to come in, it's allowing myself to change the stories to change the identity uh, behind something like that. Right. Um, so that's, that's kind of an example from thinking about it from a, from an emotional perspective. Well, I don't think anyone expected to go that <laughs> I didn't expect to go there either. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. welcome to the podcast, right? Sex talk with Jason today. I know, um, I know. I didn't, right? 
didn't think we were going that way, but I mean, I would have just, you know, could have gone someplace more like, Oh, my parents taught me that, you know, money was evil and, you know, yeah, that's where most people go, but it's like, why not? Jason's not like most people. Jason's like, ah, hold hold my drink. We're going. And, and you know what? I mean, it's, it's, um, I know how much pain I went through because of that. Mm. And I'm sure lots of other people are dealing with the same thing. Sure. Right. And so it's like, yeah. why not be real about it mm-hmm. um, with something that actually I had to deal with, you know, and in some ways I probably still have to deal with it'll, it'll keep popping its head up in different ways, but at least if you knock, knock the big stuff off, mm-hmm. it's like a big rock, you know, you're, you're, you're taking, uh, making a lot of space, mm-hmm. right. By, by, by taking off some of those top layers because it gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you go too, right. I mean, that's the other thing about the onion example. When you start on the outside layer, the onion's really big. You peel it off. The onion gets smaller. It gets smaller. It gets smaller. It gets smaller. Right. So each time that, you, that you're dealing with it, it doesn't necessarily take as much time or effort either because you're not dealing with as much of it being left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I thank you for using an example because I'm sure that people are like, well, if Jason had that problem and that's something he's been dealing with my issues of, you know, whatever or nothing compared to that. Like it, it's, it's an example. Like it, it, it's the, it's the, the idea that, you know, what is, what is personal is general and what a general is personal. So mm-hmm. the things that you see are personal to you, personal problems, everybody has them. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has problems, you know, with the way their parents taught them about, you know, you know, can I masturbate? Can I have sex? Those kind of things, you know, those are general problems. Everybody faces those. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I so, would bet at least 90% of the people listening to this were taught that masturbation is wrong and masturbation is a sin. Probably, yeah. I mean, yep, that's, I mean, that's, that's what my, most, that's my family most, did most too. people are taught. Yeah. 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 It's kind of the religious feel of it that, you know, there's some things that are considered dirty or wrong. And, and like you said, it's not that they were trying to be mean about it or hurtful about it, but they were trying, but they thought was helping, you know, this is what they honestly believed. And so they th- wanted to pass on those beliefs to try to help us. I mean, that's, one of the rules of parents as I'm finding with my daughter is to kind of pass on values and, you know, kind of core beliefs to them um, that they can then build their own stuff off of as they grow older and are able to, you know, kind of make their own decisions on these things. And that's what the same thing our parents did. You know, they felt that this was something very important that you shouldn't do. And so they were trying to help us in their way by saying, this is bad. You shouldn't do this. This is a sin, you know? Um, you know, and so forgiveness of that suddenly it's a is a big part of working through this darkness. Um, well, and I think too. I mean, this is a so thanks, Brad, for bringing this up today too, because it's also, you know, I think so many people that are on a spiritual path and they get on it and they're trying to do all these things. You know, they're meditating, they're thinking good thoughts, they're trying, you know, trying to be high vibrational from an from an uh, emotion perspective, but all of that work doesn't amount to much incremental change. And I think the, one of the big reasons for that is 
there's not a lot of room left because if you haven't dealt with the shadow, you can't fill it up anymore. Right. And so again, you have to face some of these things. And so, you know, for everybody listening, think, I I don't know, just find something this week, find something this week. That's a shadow that you're going to face that you're going to reprogram that you're going to release and let go of and no longer let it have control or power over you. And when you, when you sweep that out of your soul, then those other things are going to come in and be able to give you a lot more of light back into your life. Yeah. I would say, look for things that trigger you. So the stuff that really gets you under your skin, that really bug you, that cause you to have an an emotional reaction. Those are the kind of things that are, there's something there to work on. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody says something, you're like, you get really angry or upset. Like I know that with my daughter, you know, she uh, likes to take her time with things. And so I feel like I'm always constantly saying, hurry up, come on, you got to get moving, get going, you know? And it kind of, so for me, it's why is that? Why is there such a big thing on me about hurrying and moving and, you know, not dawdling and all that kind of stuff. So those are great places to start, I think. Well, it's, it's places where you can start asking yourself questions, mm-hmm. right? Is it's like, so why does that bother you that she does right. that? Right. And so when you start asking that, then you start getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And, you know, again, some of it probably comes to a control issue, but it may not even necessarily be what you think it is. Right. And as you start asking these deeper questions and you start peeling it back, you know, again, I don't know what the answer is for you, Brad, for for that particular thing. But I know for a lot of people. Uh, especially with their kids, it it ends up going back often to how everybody else will view us as a parent mm. and our worth yeah, as a human being. What are the neighbors going to think? Uh, you know, and in uh, uh, in our wanting approval mm-hmm. from other people, you know. But again, Putting it's in, like, well, yeah. why do I why do I care about their approval? Why do I want that approval? What's that, what does that approval give me, right? And because a lot of times when you start digging into it, it's still giving you a secondary gain that's negative. <laughs> it's negative in its nature, sure. right? Because because at the end of the day, why do people want to do that? Because I want to feel proud of what I've done. Well, mm-hmm. pride is still one of those negative emotions. Right. And so, you know, can you move yourself up? And and one kind of trick to it is, you know, again, if you're feeling shame, which is one of the lowest emotions that you can feel, mm-hmm. you have to move yourself up the ladder. Right. And so one thing that I'll tell people sometimes, too, is, well, can you take something like shame and start thinking about it in different ways and move up some of those negative emotions until you get to the point where you're just angry you're angry that that you would even feel that way or that people in your life would make you feel that way. And you're just pissed off about it, right? Now, don't hang out in that space for a long time because that's, that's still a negative place. Mm-hmm. But once you get to there, it's easier to start jumping up to 
the courage of, hey, you know what? That was what I was taught, but I don't have to believe that. I'm fully empowered to be able to help uh, fix myself and and no longer have that. Well, now you've jumped up again, right? Now you're to courage. Right. Mm-hmm. Now can you start getting up to gratitude? You know, like I said, with the example with my mom, right? I, I don't need to be angry with my mom. When she first wrote that and I read that when I was like 12 years old, yeah, I was pissed, right? I'm like, how how dare you do that? You know, it feels good. I'm going to keep doing it because I like it. But at the same point, I felt ashamed about it too, right? But mm-hmm. I don't need to be angry with her about it, but I can move to a place of gratitude. But again, if you start at shame, jumping from shame to gratitude is a big leap. It's like mm-hmm. trying to go up the ladder, you know, five steps, you know, yeah, you can, you can, you know, jump one or two, maybe depending on how far apart they are. But if you try to jump from the bottom to the fifth one, it ain't going to happen. So stair step your way up to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. Cause I, <clears throat> I think a lot of people, you know, trying to go from the shame, the, the really low stuff and all of a sudden like, Hey, I want to be enlightened now. Well, it doesn't quite work that doesn't way. Work that way. Like go from, you know, the bottom floor up to the penthouse. You kind of have to go up all the different floors till you get up there. And sometimes, like you said, you know, you have to hit up those other, you have to stop at the seventh floor first mm-hmm. and hang out there for a few minutes and maybe switch elevators and get on another one and then take the next one up. And well, you know. and, and especially if you're in, um, you know, in some taller buildings, Right. You have to be careful. You have to know which elevator bank to go to mm-hmm. because all the elevators don't go to the same place. Right. And so yep. it, in that way, it's it's kind of like, OK, you got to start at this one. You got to get to the seventh floor. You move over, you go to the next elevator, you go up to the 15th yep. floor, you go to another elevator, you go up to the 30th floor. Right. And so it's kind of like that, too, in 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 what we're what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm hmm. So, yeah, so I think we've talked a lot about things that people had no clue that we were, they're going to get into today. <laughs> well, we probably for today, that's a lot for them to kind of think about. Right. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, yeah. But it's important. I mean, this stuff is, I mean, like we talk about all the fun stuff and and spiritual involvement and growth, I think, is a great thing. But you have to be aware that there is this, this is the work that you're looking, that you've got to do to get there. Like you can't just say, all right, tomorrow I'm going to be enlightened or I'm going to be at peace. Like you've got to work through this other crap before you can get there. Cause like you said, you got to clear the space for it. You know, you've got to open up space so you can have those other things and have the, the actual growth. Um, and some of the stuff is, 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 is scary stuff you don't want to deal with. Like it's, it's, it's painful stuff that you don't want to deal with, but if you don't deal with it, you can't, you can't move up. Well, and it kind of goes back to, uh, uh, I'll just throw this out there because it popped in here, is a lot of times people that are on the path want other people to acknowledge their progress Mm -hmm. and are doing some things to be seen by others in a good light. That's called spiritual ego, okay? And that's damning, right? Because again, you think you're being all enlightened, but really your intention and what's behind everything is pride because you want to be proud of of how other people view you. 
And so a lot of this work that we're talking about and a lot of the work in general that we talk about on this podcast is you just do it for yourself. You don't tell anybody. It's behind the scenes work. The behind the scenes work is so much more important than anything else. And so, you know, again, if you're truly committed to your involvement and growth, you shouldn't give a damn what anybody else thinks about what you're doing. And you shouldn't care for or want anybody to even know what you're doing, (laughs) right? Uh, Because it doesn't matter. Because if that's what your intention is, or that's what your desire is, then you're really barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. So... All right. So there's the dark side of the moon, at least uh, one episode kind of talking about facing the darkness, you know, clearing out the darkness, because again, if you don't clear it out, you know, the, the incremental is going to be so much less on all the other work that you're doing. Um, So don't, don't be afraid of it. There's no monsters in the dark or I'm going to say that for now. We'll maybe talk about it later in a different way. (laughs) But and actually that we can start to see much more clearly in the dark than we actually can in the light, too, because our eyes play tricks on us. But when you truly perceive and see in the darkness, uh, you're not tricked either. So. And that's probably more for another episode, too. More for in another episode. <laughs> Yeah. Tune in so next we time. For, Tune in uh, next, well, next time or one time, I don't know, it could be a year from now. Keep listening and it'll come up when you need to hear. That's, that's, that's right. If you want to learn more about it, you got to keep listening because you never know when we might come back to it. Or mm-hmm. So like you just got to have to listen next week and maybe we'll throw in some more stuff about it or maybe not. You just you just never know. So never you just have to well, listen to them all. What can I tell you? <laughs> all the way to the end. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. So... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening today. Hopefully Jason's stories haven't scared you away too much because there's a lot of really good stuff in there. Um, I mean, if you really sit down and think about it and kind of work through it, there's a lot of, of really good tips and stuff in that. Um, so hopefully you guys take that to heart and found some some value out of, out of Jason sharing with us today. I know yeah. I did. Well, good. And yeah, don't be afraid. Find, find something. Find one thing this week uh, that kind of scares you that would be a shadow kind of thing and just work on it. And, uh, you know, get it done, at least get the outside layer off and you're going to be a lot further along, um, in your involvement by the end of the week. I mean, if you can do pick one thing every week that you work on, um, before you know it, you're going to totally feel like a different person. And I know, cause that's what I've done too. So, all right. So have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you on the next episode. Catch you later. See ya.